You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the king of all kings podcast. J Street Vibes. Hosted by Kenny Caraway and Jason Jones. We welcome in the professor, uh, Jason Jones, who I think appears every week uh, with a pro wrestling shirt on. Is that, is that KO? Yeah, that's KO. Yeah. And I think I need to grab my uh, charge real quick. I just got the whole, you need to charge. Oh, that's on. okay. Go, 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 go grab the charge, man. There ain't, right. no, ain't no fourth wall on this show, man. You good to go. <laughs> Uh, you good to go? But no, I was, I was, I was happy that they won, mm-hmm. and and probably excited that they won. Um, but there was a, there there was definitely a, you know, I've, I, I I do all of the the graphics. That's why they look like a, a child made them for yeah, like ESP and thirteen twenty and all that stuff. They look really good. The, uh, the truth, I, you know, what I'm saying Antonio's guy. I was making that one pretty early. Mm-hmm. Like I was like I expected them to win that game. San Antonio start. Now this is the crazy thing. It yeah, always happens. KO's back. KO. There you go. You know, I'm not a big KO guy. I'm just, he can go. I, I He's know, really, know, really good. I, know, I just, I'm not a big KO guy. Like, eh, I thought what they did. Like maybe it's because he stole the is stunner. Is that what it is? Oh. You don't like fat people? Well, no, I think he stole the stunner, and I, I don't appreciate that. Well, eventually every move gets recycled <laughs> at some point. Remember yeah. remember when the super kick was a finisher? Oh, yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> There's a lot of moves that used to be finishers. It's just like a move now. The DDT <laughs> used to be the most feared finisher of the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> now, that, 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 that meant Damien time. Damien's dinner time. And, now yeah. it's a transition move to something else. That's right, it. Right. Yeah, but, but, but. They told a nice little story with Kevin Love on Friday. Oh, Owens. I didn't, I, uh, I didn't, Kevin Owens. They, t- they told a nice little story with Kevin Owens on Friday. I got to check that out. I got to watch because, SmackDown and, talk. And, it, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it's just the brilliance of Sami Zayn. Hmm. One slight little facial expression, and it was, oh, okay, mm-hmm. all right. So that, that's it is, it is brilliant storytelling going on on Friday night. Yeah. All right. I like yeah, that. Yeah, he's in his bag, and, and I'm really enjoying that, you know, Dominic Mysterio spent 30 minutes in jail, and now he's Tupac. I mean, I love this. Someone so compared good. him to Prison Mike from The Office, and, like, now I need to – now I absolutely need to see it because I haven't – I mean, this is some of the – when he goes to back on the yard, like, he was actually in prison, like – on the yard, that would you know they would do to you. I mean, I haven't seen like, this. I'm gonna have to see this. I'm gonna. Have it's to see hilarious. This. I mean, it has me dying every week now. <laughs> Whenever Dom goes into his, you know, what did he say? Uh, what did he say? We what do we call a oost in the oost run from a fake essay? <laughs> oh, oh, my <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go catch oh, up on my. Yeah, I, I gotta see it. Yeah, this stuff is gold. I mean, I, I I'm loving every minute of this whole Dominic Mysterio, you know, with the, they even have it, it, the little fake teardrop tattoo. I mean, this is. No, no, they don't. He got it. 
<laughs> That's tremendous. He's wearing the flannels now. And, yeah, it's, it's outstanding stuff going on right now. Oh, yeah. I got to check this out. That is tremendous. Hey, uh, one thing I was going to say, though, is just, you know, being at the game on Friday. And, Damien, you may never experience this. Jason, you might. Uh, but, Damien, I think you'll never experience this. Matter of fact, I'm going to make sure you never experience this. After the game, the beam was lit. Literally the happiest place on earth. Mm. Everybody yeah. in Doko was just smiling. Mm-hmm. It was so happy. It was like, ah, oh, yeah, this is the best thing ever. I love life. I love sports. Da, la, la. Sounds very, fun. very stark uh, comparison to when, Saturday lost, night. when it yeah. was just yeah. doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. And I say you'll never experience that yeah. because not, I don't know if we're going to let you stay around the whole time anymore, no. Damien. Yeah, no. 0 for 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for, oh, for, oh, for two. You may, I may even make you cut out early on Friday. Well, I, I, if I explain it to to everybody <laughs> in the room, like, hey, these are the rules. They are rigid. Uh, I will show myself the door. <laughs> Good time. And then, Jason, you got to get back up here, man. You know what I'm saying? You got to get to the room. I will. I will. I mean, they got me doing, you know, visiting other places right oh, now. You, oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa. Did, did you see that? Did yeah. you see the man uh, on Saturday? Oh, man. Red your color, bro. Red your color. Yep. Oh, Reggie Color. Oh, I, I'm sorry. San Francisco 49er beat writer. I was first Jason off, Jones. I was not there for the Niners, first off. And secondly, that lanyard for my credential was the first know. time in my life I've ever worn anything with the 49ers on it. Boy, Sean and Cunningham <laughs> dimed you out with a quickness. Then Marcus Thompson got a picture of me. This I, I didn't real it didn't dawn on me. Then they were like, You've got Niner stuff. I'm like, I don't have Niner stuff on. <laughs> I have a lanyard with my credential. That had the 49ers logo on Red's it. Red's your color, big dog. Look, he, look he, now he's wearing red. Yeah. I think we've already transformed him. I think so. This was a Father's Day <laughs> gift from my children. Thank you very much. Just happened to be <laughs> let's, red. Let's Go, goes goes with your no. new lanyard. <laughs> no, hey, no. Hey, you going back this weekend? No, I'm not. I don't. No, that's not in the cards. And it, He I wouldn't tell I, us I, if he was. I would need to wear blue and silver and blue if I went back. You know, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I despise the joy of Niner fan more than Cowboy fan. My girlfriend's a Cowboys fan, so Ooh. I got to. So I, if I if I got to choose, you no know, peace and violence, I'm, I need the Niners to lose and go ahead and make sure that she's happy. Well, I don't need the Niners to lose, even though my fiance's a girl Cowboys fan too. Oh wow, man. How did this happen? She's a lost soul. Been trying to save her for years. She don't want no saving. I heard she got Ryan Why did Niner fans do that? Why don't you come over here with us? We don't. Nobody wants to come be with y'all. Okay. Well, I mean, we're having so much fun. We're having such a great time. We're trying to bring everybody else into the joy, but I'd rather. I'd, and I'd, Ryan I'd rather, is absolutely no. going to be a Niners. Fan. I, I heard uh, the the, the, I might the have Dak lost, Prescott jersey's already uh, been. Purchased. Well, I might have lost Reese. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I might have lost Reese. Mm. I'm not losing <laughs> Ryan. Not losing Ryan. Okay. All right, buddy. We'll I got lucky. All my kids went with me except one of them. He, he goes back and forth depending on what parent he's hanging out with. It's probably the, the smart, smartest kids you have right there. Yeah, the other That's the one like, who's going to get away with everything. The other ones are like, we're going to roll with dad. Whatever team dad likes, you know, we, you know, got him to a Dodger game early. So they're like, yeah, this is the, you know, but one of them, he, he has this little, 
when I'm at mom, I'm a Warriors fan and I love Steph and I'm with dad. LeBron is the best player in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and he even told his older, older I, I was just joking. It's the youngest. I was just joking with him one day. I was like, if you want to eat, you know who to cheer for. He tells the brothers, do you guys want to eat? <laughs> if you want to eat, we got the Lakers over here. And they were like, okay, whatever. Well, well so, look, look, Jason, don't be surprised if he says, uh, last week he said LeBron is the best player in the world. And this week he says Harrison Barnes is the best player in the world because that's exactly who's balling out right now. Harrison Barnes is killing in 2023. Killing. New year, new Harrison. <laughs> yeah. What's the number he's averaging, 21? And, 20, and yeah, 22, and it's on like he's averaging 22 points per game on 56% from the field, uh, 56% from, the, from three, and 89% from the free throw line. I think it's – I may sound crazy. Now, 22 a night, I don't think so. I think Harrison, I really believe he can go 17-18 a night for the rest of the season. If he does, they're a damn good team. I mean, that that's – yeah. And it's always fun when Harrison goes on these stretches where he scores a lot because it's almost like he's like, yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, you know. He doesn't change. He's just like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm – it, it doesn't happen often, uh, but it's happened now. We were t- we were talking about who to root for because we're looking at the scoreboard every single night. Every day. Every uh, Portland and Denver play tonight. Denver will be uh, playing without Mike Malone, oh. who has entered the very rare health and safety protocols oh. in 2023. Oh. Every now and then, I guess they still check. So you know. <laughs> Every once in a while. They check more for um... – for steroids than they do uh, <laughs> COVID. Josh's been tested, what, seven times? Yeah. They got Donovan out. Every time he dunks on somebody, go ahead and get that skinny kid a test. Yeah, that's not making any sense. And I think only coaches enter health and safety protocol. <laughs> Michael Malone. Good, yeah. Mike Who Brown. I, I, I have no idea. Every, all the players got non-COVID illnesses. <laughs> um. Is it you 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 have been around the Sacramento Kings for a very very long time. Is it fair 42 games into the season I think it is to not expect something to fail anymore to like look at this team and go, "Nah, this is this is a good team that's going to achieve something this year." I think it's fair. I think we've got enough of us cuz even back in the 2018-19 season, it kind of felt like a lot of smoke and mirrors mm-hmm. like they're doing this, but this is going to fall apart eventually. And I think even though – I think they're they're so good on offense, it overcomes the defense. And, they, you know, so the, I, I just think what they're doing they, – they can they can keep this up. I don't this, – this doesn't feel fake. I mean, mm-hmm. that year felt like, yeah, it, it, they're doing it, but nah, this, this doesn't feel like – it didn't feel like they were one of the eight or nine best teams in the West. It felt like they just happened to have a halfway decent record. When your head coach comes out and says, nah, this ain't, this ain't going to hold up, that's probably a good indication that it's not going to hold up. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I this this feels real. This feels re- – it looks real. You, you know, you've got talent. You've got two legit guys, you know, a, a legit one-two combo as opposed to – a bunch of guys playing above their heads and you feel like all these guys are going to come back to earth. Mm. I don't think Sabonis is going to all of a sudden go out there and start averaging 12, seven and three. You know, I don't think De'Aaron is going to start averaging 15 points for like a month. So all of this feels legit. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I just I, I mean, the team is put together in, in a way that makes sense. They've got an identity. They're they're beating teams. They're you know they're, they're supposed to beat teams for the mm-hmm. most part. You know, I just think that this this is I think they're a, this is a, a, thing, a model that they can keep up. You know, the rest of the year. Where, where do you stand on like what they're doing on offense compared to what they're doing on defense? Because like I've I've talked about it a couple of different times. Like this is what you do. You score, and I'm not saying neglect defense. I'm not saying don't try to get better on defense, but never lose sight. 2022, 2023 Sacramento Kings, you score. That's what you do. I've coined it. That's your superpower. Where do you stand on like where that can get them? You know what I mean? Like, is that something that is just applicable to the the regular season and in the postseason? They're not going to be able to do the same things, or is it something that can still be a bit of a superpower once the playoffs come around? I've always said that you got to pick a struggle. And for so many years, they were bad on both ends of the, of the court. It's like, you got to pick a struggle. And they clearly picked their struggle. It's going to be on defense. So, they, you know, so this is going to get them a, some regular season wins. My concern for them in the postseason would be if the game slows down and gets more physical, you know, if the refs, you know, you know, hold up. The refs don't change anything because the postseason, they still rep the same way. I forgot. But hmm. say the game slows down a little bit and then you start letting guys grab the air and more and they get a little more physical. If the game slows down, it becomes about possession by possession. Can they defend over, say, a 12 minute stretch like you need them to win playoff games? I don't know. Well, but shout out to the officials who have spent yeah. the whole first half of the season allowing De'Aaron yeah. to play playoff hey, basketball. They're, they're preparing them. They're, they're getting them ready. <laughs> you know, so, but I, I think, I mean, no, that they can be a scary playoff team because they can score. And so, I mean, what that gets you in the postseason, I don't know. I don't think it gets you swept. Mm. But, you know, but I think that uh, when you play the best of the best, that that the, the the defense is going to matter in the end, but like I said, they got an identity. They finally have picked the struggle instead of saying we suck on offense and defense. Okay, you know what? We'll be really good on offense. We'll keep trying to get better on defense. Mm-hmm. And even though we won't, you know, hold you to like ninety eight some ridiculous number, if you can play good enough defense, you you know you can win some games and you know they just don't have a lot of margin for error a lot of nights right. you know that point differential is so small mm-hmm. to where if they were just a you know a little bit better on defense you probably could breathe a little easier but they're going to be in a lot of close games just because mm-hmm. you know what was that old Patrick Ewing line during the lockout we make a lot of money but we spend a lot of money <laughs> yeah. they score a lot of points but they give up a lot of points so <laughs> they're going to have a lot of they're going to have a lot of tight games but. They're going to win more than they lose playing this way, and as long as they don't get away from what they are offensively, and they don't turn, probably more importantly, don't turn the ball over because you can't be bad, a bad defensive team and then give playing this style and then give teams 15, 20 extra possessions off of your own mistakes. Yeah, and, and real quick, now I was going to say what what Jason said is not wrong. Like traditionally, that's exactly what happens in the playoffs with high-scoring teams. The game slows down, and those you know seven seconds or less teams or something like that in Phoenix, they usually have to- a hard time scoring. Here's the crazy thing for this Kings team is they're not like a fast-break team. Like They're not like this run-and-gun team. Their half-court offense 
seems so efficient, that's where they're getting a lot of these points. So if the game does slow down in the postseason, they're still right at home. Like, they, they go to work in the half court. So I'm yeah, sure they'll be – That's why they can't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. That's why you can't have 15, 20 turnover games because that along with bad shots, you know, as long as they move the ball and they take good shots, they'll be balanced defensively. You can get back. You got a chance. But they just can't get into some crazy stuff like, you know what, hey, 20 seconds on the clock, I'm taking a 35-foot three just for the hell of it. They just can't get stuck into stuff like that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I also think that unlike in years past, they actually have personnel that can play defense. Mm-hmm. Whether they do it every possession or, <laughs> or, 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 or for 48 minutes is an entirely different yeah. story. But we know De'Aaron can play defense. We know DeMontis Sabonis is always going to know where to have his guys. Harrison Barnes the same way. And then, you know, of course, you know, Davion Mitchell potentially being the anchor mm-hmm. for all of that. I think in years past, it's like none of these guys can play defense. This group, I think, can, just don't. And I'm not sure what's worse for Mike Brown, but like I, I think that's the case, and that's why we've seen moments, spurts, of really solid defensive efforts from them. Yeah, because past years it was, okay, Harrison, can you guard four people? Mm-hmm. And it would be like, okay, we need Harrison to guard the best wing player. Oh, you might need to guard a power forward. Hey, Harrison, why don't you play some five and guard somebody? So, you know, now, you, you know, you got you got multiple guys who can help. And I think that, that that is what makes it frustrating because it's like you guys can do this for more than five minutes. Yeah. Can we get, you know, 10 minutes of it? Because, I mean, the, the way they score most nights, they're going to go on a run. And you're not going to keep up with them for about a good seven, eight minute stretch. Mm-hmm. And if they can and as long as they just defend and don't turn the ball over, play smart. More times than not, they're going to be able to win games. Yeah, The frustrating thing watching them, and we saw a lot in that Spurs game, especially in the first half, was like the straight line drives. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if yeah. you're not a great defensive team, cool. But you can't just let people waltz to the basket like they did in that first half. And that's that's usually when I get frustrated with defense. I know when, when the three balls fall on for the other team, it's frustrating in a different respect because it's like, oh, my gosh, they're hitting everything. But you kind of just say, hey, like, they're hitting shots. When they just walk to the lane, Trey Jones, oh, my gosh. <laughs> they had him looking like like uh, Chris Paul, yeah. prime Chris yeah, I Paul, mean, man. Those nights where they're giving up 60, 70 points in the paint just can't happen. Like, you know, you're giving up 120-something points and more than half are coming in the paint. I mean, you just, you know, because then if they're living in the paint, then, you know, when they're not scoring, they're probably getting to the line. So now mm. – you're at a deficit in paint points, and you're probably giving them 30 free throws. It's mm. just a bad recipe when you just let guys go, you know, do what they want. And if and where I get frustrated is when I'm watching and I go, you know what, that guy's gonna be wide open, hmm. and then everyone sees it, and then they they don't see it. Hmm. And it's like it's just it can't just be too easy. And sometimes it's just too easy. Like okay, dribble the ball up, go straight to the hoop. 
you know, somebody get in front of them, do something. Yeah. yeah. And that's what the Spurs were doing. Mm-hmm. Spurs, you know, they had had a couple of games, both against the Rockets, where they held them under, I think it was under 50. It was like somewhere in the 40s in points in the paint. Yeah. And then San Antonio came out with 66. And they they look like prime Wilt Chamberlain out there getting getting buckets for them. Uh, and they couldn't do anything. And I and and you say this all the time, Casey. That's less an interior defense and weakness on the perimeter. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. You can't put Harrison everywhere. You can't put Harrison and Davion everywhere. Everybody got to do their part. Uh, speaking of Davion, we talked about him earlier, and I think we both kind of came to the conclusion uh, he had a big offensive game on Sunday against the Spurs, and. You know, I think he's capable of doing something like that a little bit more often, but it doesn't seem like it always happens. But it kind of feels like, um, you know, like extra extra icing on the cake when he's able to score. And I, what I mean by that, Jay, is I feel like Davion is so important and so vital to the defensive end. He can have games where he has like four points, and I'm still like, cool, Davion did his job. He locked up. You know, do you feel the same way about watching him play, or do you think – you want to see a little bit more from him on the offensive end. I mean, the way they score, it's kind of hard for me to be to nitpick Davion for not scoring enough. Yeah. I mean, it's always good, you know, when your backup point guard can go out there and maybe get you double digits. But I think, like you said, so much of his energy is committed sometimes to disrupting another guy. And he's shown he can be an improved shooter. He's shown he can, you know, he can do it. It's, it's also that he's in that spot where, you're the backup point guard. So he's not going to get that same length with terms of minutes. And maybe, you know, on a, on a given night, he only gets up four or five, six shots. Whereas if he were playing more, he might get up 12, 13. Mm-hmm. So I don't really worry about him. You know, the times I've talked to him, he's, he's solid. And, every, and his track record is that he's going to do what it takes to win. Yeah. You know, he's shown that he will improve in every area he needs to improve. People forget before before he you know was going to his last year of college, they were saying he was a guy who couldn't shoot from the perimeter at all. Mm-hmm. And he went out there and he showed that he's shown that this year. And everyone from Baylor would always tell me when I talked to him about him, he's gonna he's gonna make your uh, your culture better by the way he works. So I don't worry about him at all. I just figure you know there'll be nice where he scores, nice that he doesn't. But even if he's not scoring, I don't worry about Davion being a guy saying. I missed four shots, and I'm not going to do anything else. Mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox has been just ridiculously explosive this year. I think he has more dunks this season than like the last two years combined. What do you attribute that to? Is that is that just like an evolution of his game? Because for us, we've speculated, especially he he had like just a couple in a row, and they're like just explosive, just vicious dunks. Where it feels like, and he said this really, really early in the season. I can get any shot I want to. It feels like he's playing with an entirely different level of confidence, and that's allowing him to get to the rim in a way I don't think he ever has before. He's just doing it. I mean, he's always had he's always had flashes of it. Mm. And I look back to that uh, that Twitter exchange with him and his dad when he said, I think it was back during Team USA days, where he said, "I can you know I can dunk on anybody anytime I want." His dad said, "Well, won't you do it?" You know, he always could do it. And that's always was kind of the uh, kind of question with De'Aaron. Not can you do it, but why don't you do it more often? And mm-hmm. this, this, it just feels like this season, 
I think part of it is he's got better players around him, which is, of course is going to build your confidence. He's been pretty much healthy all year, yeah. you know, and so and then when you're getting the reward of getting to the line more, I mean, there were times I would be like, I wouldn't go in there either and get knocked around and so they can, like, you know, get knocked to the ground for no reason. Mm-hmm. So I think it's probably a combination of things, but yeah, I think he catches the body every game. Seriously, it just feels like every game someone's gonna get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just, and it's just, it's just nasty. Just you know, these are. I mean, I know he doesn't get the John Morant ESPN highlights, but De'Aaron, he's got some top ten plays this yeah. year, mm-hmm. and almost to the point where I'm like, maybe De'Aaron could have done the dunk contest. I mm. you know. Because, I mean, he, you know, he gets up there and it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's explosive. And I think maybe last year he was probably a little too heavy. He admitted, you know, came in too big, you know. Maybe he didn't have the same type of explosiveness. But, yeah, this year it's just been – it's a, it's a mindset, I think, really, with De'Aaron. It's a mindset. And he's always been able to do it. But yeah. I think he's had the pedal, you know, you know, he's, you know, he's, been, he's been more on than off way more this season than I've ever seen. I think I think you said the perfect word. It, it is a mindset with him because I remember. I, I don't want to quote him if he didn't actually say this, but I feel like a year or two ago, somebody asked him about dunking, and he was like, "I mean, it's two points. It doesn't matter." Or he said something to the effect of like, "I only have so many jumps. You know what I mean? I don't want to waste it uh, on." Dun-. He, he was like real passive with the thought of of dunking, and it was just all a mindset. And you see this year. He's had this explosive mindset. He's had this mindset to to constantly attack, ruthless aggression, some might say, and uh, <laughs> and uh, also a Malik Monk around and and like you say, getting a dunk every game. I feel like. I mean, like I said, not just a dunk. It's like you know, watch somebody head. in the lane need to run. Yeah. Watch your head. How does Sabonis compare to Demarcus in terms of how? just really, really good these two players were for the franchise. Both really damn good players. Uh, I Did you know Domas it. was this good? I thought he was good. I remember when they when they made the trade, I was on the fence of – I was on the side – remember, I was on the side of this is a good trade for them. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, well, you're crazy. And I said he was going to be the best player that – you know, this is like the the best big they've had since DeMarcus and probably the big, the most impactful trade since Weber. I thought, I mean, I've always, I like Sabonis. That I think he was 20, 20, you know, no, 20, 15 and 15. No, you know, I didn't, I didn't see all that coming, but I think the main difference is, is in terms of, I think they both have similar skill sets. I think obviously DeMarcus is a more of a, was a, is a more physical player. Mm-hmm. I just wish I could have seen DeMarcus play on a team where they actually put shooters in space around him, mm-hmm. actually put a team like this around him where he didn't have to carry everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I think, the you know, I was talking about this the other day. The best point guard that DeMarcus played with was he had Rondo for a year and Darren Collison. Then he had IT, but he never had – IT became an all-star – after Sacramento, he didn't have that same. He didn't have that level of guy with him. They never really got him that supreme all-star level talent to pair with him. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think, I mean, you, you see the way that with their, you know, the offense, the way they use Sabonis, Demarcus could have done all that in Sacramento. They, they just, I mean, if, if the poor drafting was highlighted by anything, it's look at the guy they drafted around Demarcus. 
you never got him the right, you know, and a lot of it was just overthinking things, Mm -hmm. you know, just completely overthinking things and and thinking, you know, well, if I take this guy, DeMarcus will get mad or just weird stuff. But I think overall, Lord, help me. (laughs) Is that the tweet? Oh, Lord, it was give me strength. Lord, give me strength. (laughs) That's what it was. And to, uh, and to be and Demarcus told me that because he was doing hot yoga that day, he had nothing to do with the draft. Hell of a timing for that hot <laughs> yoga class to wrap up. Yeah, so I, I mean, they definitely have similar skill. I just, I think you know, Demarcus is more physical. De, Demarcus had you know that aggression, you know, in, you know, in a, in a sense that he's going to dunk on somebody when he gets a chance. But in a lot of ways, I mean, when I watch the bonus, I can see Demarcus doing all the same thing. Yeah, I mean, so I, I was just going to say, I think DeMarcus is a little more skilled offensively uh, yeah. with what he has in his yeah. bag. Um, I think as good as a passer as Cousins is or was is, I should say, um, I think DeMontis is a better passer, uh, natural passer. than, than well, that's, that's DNA. That's DNA, too. Right. You know, right, 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 right. Jesus. Arvidas had a few tricks in his sleeve, you know, back in the day. Exactly. Hey, Jason, before you go. um you care to guess? Like we're, we're just having fun with it. I said thirty-three. You care to mm. guess when uh, Demontis' double-double streak will end? I said thirty-three games. Oh man, where is it at now? 20? Twenty. Twenty. No rhyme or reason for me saying thirty-three. I just. I, I don't just, have a rhyme or reason either. I'll just say twenty-seven. No, no reason at all. Just throw a random number out. He's going Roman Reigns style with this thing. <laughs> Two hundred and six. This thing is. <laughs> What's the record? Well, yeah, it gets a little. Choppy. Wilt Chamberlain has like two hundred and fifty something in a row. Then he has another record of like a hundred and ten in a row. Then he has another record of like a hundred and one in a row. We don't count. Wilt. So we traced it back. It's Kevin Love. Kevin Love has fifty three. Yeah. I think it was. Okay. I was like, yeah, yeah. Wilt's kind of an unfair. Yeah. So Kevin, Kevin Love has fifty three. I think Dwight, we we is thirty three. Yeah. I mean, given the the fact, I'm, I'm gonna change that. See, given the fact that he doesn't really have a backup they trust like that, hmm. he'll get the forty. Hmm. He's gonna hmm. get the minutes. He's gonna get the. Yeah. Min- I mean, he's getting double doubles by halftime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. So I mean, I could easily see him getting the forty. You know, the minutes he plays. I think if it ends, it ends because they're in a blowout. Either they're winning or they're, you know, you know, it's a big game and he just sits with like 17 and 8 and Mike Brown has enough clack to throw him in the game late to get two rebounds. That, that's what happened the last time he didn't get a double-double. It was the Clippers game. Mm-hmm. They were just beating the mess out of him. And what do you – 26 minutes. Five, five yeah. rebounds? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so – to me, that's how it ends. It just ends because the you know the game is so lopsided. You don't throw him back out there. But yeah, I mean, he gets these things just like in his sleep. It's easy. Seven first half double doubles, uh, according to Will Z. Wow. Uh, seven first half double doubles. Yeah. Uh, I'm going. I'm. 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 I'm going Roman. This. This thing's going for the season. Oh he's my! He's breaking the record. Oh my! Or Let's he's, go. He's breaking the Kevin Love. God, record. Acknowledge God him. Mode. God mode. God mode. <laughs> indeed. It'll be in God mode, okay. If, can we'll if if that happens, will you ask Domas if he was in God mode? <laughs> I will go specifically to the game to ask him was he in God mode? Because we'd ask James to do it. James would never do it. Like James would be like, "Why are we bringing God into this?" Yeah. 
<laughs> I'd be like, I'm like, I'm like what's it feel like to be in God mode? Oh yeah, you know, you know, the, I'll wear the God mode shirt. He'll oh, get, he'll, get he'll, he'll get it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe That's he'll good. get it. He'll be like, oh, okay. Hey, Jason, let's go Niners, brother. You know what it is, baby. Let's go. We got oh, this, right? We got this. Come on, brother. It pains me to say this, but they them boys or something. We them boys. They how it goes. I don't know. Lord you know, Jason. I am not saying go. I'm not saying that. Let's go, That's okay, fellow Niner you're, brother. You're, you're a tire this weekend. Far. Said it all. You're gone too far. You know. Don't put that you're evil on me, Ricky far. Bobby. Don't put that evil on me. <laughs> we appreciate you, Jason. Thanks as always. Always. Take care, Catch bro. y'all next week.